0: Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power
1: Radio Show with Rick Gerard. So is it a good or a bad idea to hire former employees back? You know, in today's market, people may exit your company to experience life at a startup, change industry, or even go back to school. So why would you have a no-return policy? So Jack Dorsey left Twitter to found Square uh, between his two students at Twitter. And guess what, Steve Jobs was a boomerang hire. So today we're talking all about boomerang hires and why we need to start treating departing employees as future brand ambassadors, potential customers, hiring references and even returning employees. Today's quote, there's nothing like returning to a place that remains unchanged to find the ways in which you yourself have altered. Any idea who said that, Miss Lee here?: I don't know. <laughs> it was Nelson Mandela. I gave you the notes. Come on. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and startup executives avoid costly hiring mistakes. We do this by identifying a specific problem and providing proven tactical solutions to help you win the hire. We're sharing uh, insights from top performing entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Lee Carraher, who is the president and CEO of Double Forte. And Double Forte is a PR and digital marketing agency that works with beloved up-and-coming consumer technology and wine brands. I like wine, Lee. Um, An acclaimed communication strategist, Lee is known for her practical solutions to big problems. She's also the author of two books, Millennials and Management, which is the essential guide to making it work at work, and The Boomerang Principle, which I assume we're talking about a little bit today, um, inspiring lifetime loyalty from employees. Lee has a reputation for building cohesive, high-producing teams who get a lot done and also have a lot of fun at the same time time. She's a straight talker, as you guys will learn today, and doesn't hold too many punches. Ooh, so we might have a boxing match. That might be fun. (laughs) Although she does her best to uh, be pleasant about it. And of course, her big laugh and sense of humor have gotten her out of a lot of trouble. I too have that, Lee. We have some similarities. (laughs) which makes you the perfect guest for today's show. Lee, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yay, I'm excited to have you. All right, so we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about boomerang hires. I know I didn't say that in the intro. I probably should have. Um, So why you should absolutely integrate this practice into your talent acquisition process and how to acquire boomerang hires back. Lee, let's start out with the obvious question, Why? (laughs) <laughs> why would somebody want to hire somebody again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, a few reasons why is because a person who returns to you is be more valuable to you the second time around than they were the first time because they already know your culture. They went out into the world, they learned more skills, and they come back and they're ready to apply the new skills that they learned outside of you to your business. So they become <clears throat> more valuable to you over time. But there's second so many people is- that
1: don't want to hire back old people.
0: Well, they're being very short-sighted then, because okay. the whole world has changed on recruiting and on careers since the people who are, like, if you have this point of view, like if someone leaves, to you, leaves you, they're dead to you, you are killing your business. You're killing it. Most people who are under 40 years old expect to only be in jobs three, four, five years, and they also expect to have many, many jobs, over the, obviously, over the course of their lives. Over 45% of millennials up to 30 who are today up to 36 years old already believe that they might want to come back to your company through a in, in part of their life. So if you're saying no to them because they left you because you don't have a job that's in, incredibly exciting for them or they feel they need to go get other skills outside of your company, then you're just cutting off your nose to spite your face because you're just saying no to a huge growing part of the population that could be in your talent pool.
1: Yeah, that's just getting your ego in check and not being butthurt, right? Like that's really what it boils exactly. down to. Get over I it. Mean,
0: when you <laughs> hire someone, you know they're going to leave you. So why would you put all this effort into helping people be as productive as possible through your company and then just, you know, wash yourself of them when they need to take a, a different tour of duty somewhere else, either because they uh, want to learn a new skill or they moved or whatever reason, right? It's Absolutely. Very, it's so much hubris to imagine that we can hold people for their whole careers. Instead, why don't we hold people with us for their whole lives, not just when they work for us, and find ways to keep them attached to us over time. And they, we become valuable to them over time. They become valuable to us over
1: time. So how is it they're going to actually be more valuable to your company the second time?
0: I think the second time around, one, they have different points of view. You know, we go into companies and our vision gets narrower and narrower and narrower over time. And, of course, uh, this is also in the tech world it's called drinking the Kool-Aid, um, and it lets you believe things that you shouldn't believe. So when people leave uh, your entity and have a different point of view, they can provide a, a worldlier point of view to their business and to what you do every day when they return to you. The second piece is anybody who returns to you is sending an awesome message to the people who are already there. Right. It's a great place to stay.
1: I've been out in the world. It sucks to <laughs> stay
0: here. Stay here. Right. And those two things together. And then the third thing is, you know, it takes a long time to bring somebody up to speed in your company. Any new hire can take six to 12 months to get them fully functional, fully utilized, fully productive. A new hire can take two, maximum four months. Uh, And you do want to have a process because obviously the company has changed when someone leaves, changed a little bit at least. But they are fully functional, fully productive within two to four months and you've therefore saved between six and eight months of non-productivity time you
1: know it's funny because i think you and i were talking and i don't know if you found the stats but you were saying that um was it google that had their highest performing individuals were rehires or boomerangs yes.
0: so i'm sorry i don't have the number but i can provide it to you later okay um but google measures everything Yeah, of course Everything, right and what Google has found out is that their highest producing employees are the ones that are boomerangs who have come back, who left the company and came back another time.
1: highest performing it. individuals are boomerangs, correct. all right. let's and I can tell let's you let that own. sink in for a second. The highest performing individuals are boomerangs,
0: so my company's very small, right? Yeah. we're thirty five people. We've been around for seventeen years. We have rehired fifteen people fifteen yeah, fifteen people. Once, and we've we hired four people twice, and my numbers would back that up entirely. Really? Absolutely.
1: Okay, so you've had people leave, come back.
0: minutes, right? We track our time, non-billable time, to billable time. Um, so I have the numbers in my system. I can tell where non-billable time, uh, where wasted time, where time that I can't bill or isn't useful to the agency has gone frittered, and the people who return are absolutely higher performers.
1: You know, and that's true. If you've done a great job building out a solid culture and people really like working for you, they're going to make an effort. And when they do come back, they've seen what's out there, and they're going to stay longer, I would imagine, as well.
0: Uh, absolutely. And then they might leave again. It's okay. We have had two people who've come back twice. <laughs> so they've had two, three tours of duty. I'm sort of cut the, you know, then then they're done. Three, t- three tours of duty, and then, then you're over. But, you know, that's a lot of...
1: Oh, after three tours, you're dead to you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're not. I they help them do whatever they want to do, right? They still. My, one of my former employees, who's been here, who I've hired three times, I guess, okay. is probably our our best refer of employees of people to talk to, people to <clears throat> interview. Absolutely.
1: Okay. So when should somebody be eligible for rehire?
0: Well, first I have to have a good you know, tour of duty with you the first time, right? Yeah. You know, there are people who are not boomerang eligible. Absolutely. People who left on good terms, people who left with good notice, people who left tying everything up in a bow and, you know, who were great contributors when they were with you. Those people should be, one, never lose touch with those people ever, right? (laughs) Ever, ever, ever. So those people are absolutely boomerang eligible. Just just because they're boomerang eligible doesn't mean you automatically going to bring them back, right? They you need to find, you know, if they come back and say, "Oh, I want my job back." Well, you probably failed the job.
1: Yeah, and, and you probably don't want to, to have somebody time. come back into the same role they've already been working on. I mean, no. it makes sense for them to come back to your company, but in a different role or in you know, a something that role. provides growth for them.
0: And, and also with time in between, you know, someone who makes a mistake and all leaves and then wants to come back the next day, no. You already put all this effort. You need to put at least a year in between, is my perspective.
1: Oh, okay, um, so if somebody made a mistake two weeks in and said, hey, look, can I come back? Not a go? Not a go for me. Okay. Not a go. I've done a lot of work or coaching on counter offers. And a lot of times when people get counter offered by their current company, what ends up happening is they talk about- They leave. Well, no, before they even have made the decision to leave, the company will throw a bunch of money at them and they'll say, uh, what I coach them to do is say, Hey, look at you know, I really appreciate what you're doing there, but if I figure out that I made a mistake two, three, four weeks down the road, would that offer still stand? And a lot of times it helps them to know where the mindset of the company is and their value to the company. That's off topic a little bit. So I
0: don't think anyone should ever counter off. Agreed. Agreed. Ever, ever, ever. You should be, you know, should always understand where your your employees are vis-a-vis their salaries, vis-a-vis their goals. And them leaving should not be a surprise to you. No. Really, right? And if you counter offer they've already spent all this time looking for other work.
1: So you're already basing spent. your decision uh, based on longevity of how long they've been gone. And then do you exit interview everybody? I would imagine that that's everybody. a pretty important piece.
0: Everybody. Yeah. And hopefully they tell us the truth. The people who are, you know, people who are boomerang ineligible... You know, they know it.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're looking competitors they right now.
0: We didn't leave under great circumstances as it was, right? We didn't, you know, you shouldn't keep bad people or you shouldn't keep people who are below pace for a long time. In your organization, you're dragging everybody down. So if you have a, high, you know, regardless of the size of it, right, definitely an exit interview. <laughs> And also, I think the things that I learned a long time ago was, you know, just because you hired somebody for a certain job doesn't mean they have don't have lots of other skills they want to put to work. And the earlier you can figure out what are these other skills, what are these other passions are, the earlier you can tap into what they really get them moving and maybe tack it on to the job they have or increase their contribution in a different way. Um, But help them be more excited about what they do every day. And that's your job as a leader and a manager. Your job just doing the same thing every day, particularly for uh, knowledge workers, is a death knell.
1: Yeah, the yeah. days of stamping license plates is, is far gone. <laughs> Absolutely. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm Rick Girard. Hey, book me to come speak at your next corporate event. You can find out how at rickgerard.com. Our guest today is Lee Caraher. She's the president and CEO of Double Forte, and we are talking about boomerang hires. Lee, you mentioned an interesting point, and I think leadership forgets this a lot of times, is that it's your job to know what's going to keep your person challenged so they don't leave you know, maybe you may not be able to provide that. And so they go try something else. Exactly. So um, the mindset is a big component here, which is understanding why they're leaving. So why is it important? Like, what do we need to know why a person is left?
0: I think I want to know if, are they leaving uh, a position that you should be able to offer them and this finding another culture? Are they leaving because they're not making enough money? What are they leaving for? So, if you have the position that they're leaving for in your entity, and you didn't try to help them get it, even if it's not your division, that's on you. You have been a disservice, done a disservice to yourself, disservice to your employee, disservice to the company, and the business. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, Especially so if it's a top performer.
0: A top performer. So, if I'm in uh, product development, but I want to be in marketing, if I don't tell my manager and my manager doesn't help me get that job, well, then leave the company. Hello. But if you could tell. Uh, well, you
1: first off, you should tell your manager.
0: Doing, absolutely.
1: It's your responsibility and to it's your, speak up. It
0: doesn't, not just leadership's responsibility, you have to take control of your own career. This is what people do, right? They're absolutely. Like, oh, I have to leave here to follow my own career. That's probably not true for most knowledge workers probably true for most knowledge workers, if they want to do something that's related to their field, but it's in a different department, that they may have opportunity in that other department. It may take a while to get over there. Maybe you have to have a, a split job for a while. But it's your job to say, you know what? I know about the company. That looks really interesting to me. I'm very interested in it. I know that I don't have all the credentials for this position, but, you know, I it looks like I could, you know, peel off 10, 20 percent of my time and do both. Um, as I learn, can you help me get to that? You know? And as a
1: hiring manager, why would you not want that to happen?
0: You wouldn't. Right. <laughs> if you're good. If, yeah. You know, but
1: that good I leader. talk to people every day, Lee, I'm not kidding you, that these are the complaints that come up all the time. I've talked to my manager about it. There's a promotion coming up. I've even taken on extra work, but he's got his fr- I mean, there's just all these weird politics that drive performers That's out of things. companies. It's just silly.
0: It's so silly because people who are in, tr- you know, people managers, you know, management, you know, I really hate that name manager, right? Because you can't really manage <laughs> a person. You can no. manage a thing. No. Right? I'm going to move my glasses from this side of the desk to that, but you can't manage a person. No, you, you can't. Really, you need to
1: be. You have no person. control over other no people. No control
0: over no. Them, what their life is, what they want, what I, they need.
1: I was yeah. taught in recruiting that you got to control, you have to have candidate control. And I'm like, I, how you do you do there's happen. It's not even possible.
0: You can put the most perfect thing in front of somebody and they're like, you know what? I didn't like the colors. I mean, that's just what, you know.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, It's more about your job as a manager is to get the most out of somebody. And how do you get the most out of somebody? It's like tapping into what they want to do. It's not saying, you know, work an extra hour, you know, put an extra caffeine in you. We need to build some more time. No, it's like saying, hey, Lee, what do you like to do? You're really good at this. How do we develop your career? career further? How do we develop your career? What are you interested in? Oh, does that look interesting to you? You may not stay in my department. You're going to be a, a bigger contributor in your organization as a leader if you help other people in your who report to you get into other positions in other departments.
1: And that, Lee, is the difference between a leader and a manager, right? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. All right. So what do we do when they leave? How do we treat them? What do we need to do in order for them to consider being a boomerang?
0: So, I think the most important thing for any company of any size, of any duration, is to they need to start their own alumni program not some rogue LinkedIn group that is former, maybe disgruntled employees, but <laughs> something that you manage, right? So you manage in a private network. The easiest thing to do is to start it in a fi- private Facebook group, but there are other um, solutions out there for larger organizations like Canenza, SAP has one. So creating a social network that they become part of as they are an alumni. So they come into, you know, you, it, welcome to the alumni program. <laughs> it's the first thing. We want to help you be successful in whatever you do, because you leave us and you're going to be our representative out there in the world. But Every person who leaves
1: you. But bringing it back a no little words. bit more to the, to the mindset, right? You should generally be happy for them.
0: Absolutely. I just want you to be happy. If you're happy, I'm happy. Because why? A happy person out there who came through you, worked for, with you, if, you can, if they can feel that emotion from you, um, they'll be much more predisposed to helping you in the future. So that if they're there, they go to a um, a company like, oh, you know what? We'd be a great partner for my former employer. Let me call Joe. Right. Oh my gosh, this could be a great partnership. Or they get to the new place and they're interviewing people, and they're like, "This is you're not the right person for this company, but you should go talk to to this guy over here at this last company I was at. You'd be fabulous over there."
1: Yeah, and if you treated them well, then they're gonna they're gonna refer you. Here's the other thing: refer you. You'll never get bad glass door reviews, which. Those are ridiculous. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I get companies all the time that have terrible glass door reviews, and it's usually because of the way they handled this process. Absolutely, they got mad, they got upset.
0: Treat people with respect on the way out. You have to. I mean, basically, it's up to you to be boomerang eligible. So what? So you may have a terrible manager, right? Who doesn't do it well as you leave, but if you hold yourself well, it goes into the file, right? So that person's not going to last very long for you even to want to come back to the company, but there's somebody else in the organization. So you, you leaving well, you tying up all the loose ends, you saying goodbye, you saying thank you for the opportunity as you leave. You know that's super, super important. Um, but for the organization, right? Every manager should know every leader should know who are the top 20% of former employees that we should always be in touch with. Who are they? You should be able to name them. Gosh, I wonder what Emily's doing. No, you should know what Emily's doing. And that's Um, part
1: of your employee referral program. If you access all the people that used to work for your company and you have good relationships with them, that's a huge referral network of potential people that can work for your company. What ends up happening there is I don't have to rely on paying recruiter fees or going to job boards. You're getting a much greater pool of talent.
0: Because they know they're referring people who they think will do well in your organization. People don't refer people to waste people's time because they don't, they don't want to keep that really... I want to keep that relationship... I leave you, Rick. I want to keep that relationship really good with me and you. I'm not yeah. going to give you some dud to interview, ever. Exactly. Right? All right. So... Someone I think can go in.
1: Yeah. Let's do a step-by-step. You mentioned Create an Alumni Program. Yeah. Run me through what somebody should do to create a rehire program.
0: So a rehire program, the alumni program keeps people connected with you. So what's the connection? Being in a social network, private... A private social network that you manage. Uh, putting content into that social network around what's going on at the company, what's going on with your alumni, what are new products, sharing with them, any bonuses you can, meaning, you know, 10% off of this, or here's a referral program for that, or whatever it is, right? So just constant information. The second thing is, as you have job job openings come up, post them. As soon as your employees know about it, post it second into your alumni program, saying, here's this job post. We're going to make this go public next week. If you have anybody or you're interested in yourself in uh, applying for this job, you know, call whoever at this time. You know, let, it, let us know because, you know, we'd love to give you uh, precedence. Also, you know, you know their birthdays, you know your emails because they worked for you. So you can send them a birthday card or an email. Yeah. And then, you know, you probably have some sort of email campaign going on for your customers, for CSM, whatever it is. You know, add them to that list. Give them an email once a month. The holiday time, if you're giving some, if you're giving something for your to your employees, of you know that have a tremendous value. Peel off the top twenty percent and send them the thing too. If it's a T-shirt, give it to them. Send it to them. You know where they are. Spoken like a
1: true marketer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I Everyone can see ha-
1: I can see engineering managers and and uh and technologists like cringing in their seats right now like rolling over thinking oh god uh, no I want to code I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to do these things Yeah well, but as an entrepreneur manager, you need to do that
0: And if you're a recruiter you are a marketer because you True. have to market there is nothing's more competitive right now than technologists being a technology company looking for professional technologists nothing Oh yeah more rep- nothing's more competitive. It, so if you are not a marketing mindset on how to get somebody good into your company, cause keep pe- only the good people only want to go where the other good people are.
1: Yep. Right? Well, Period. first off so you need to stack the deck with good dead. people yeah. and, and the the quickest way to get rid of your good people is to hire not good people. Exactly. That was so eloquently put on my list, end. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, oh. you know what? I've, I can't tell you yeah. how many times I've talked to people and they say, well, look at it. We've got two or three people they hired. They're not pulling their weight. I'm just fed up. I've talked to him about it. I'm ready to go.
0: I mean, the top twenty percent. Well, every company is going to be f- shooting over the top twenty percent until the end of time. And if you're a top twenty percenter, you get to choose where you're going. Where those people choose to go, where the good people are. They don't choose to go for ping pong tables or nap rooms or
1: <laughs> foosball table. To
0: go where the good people are.
1: All right, we just have a few minutes. How is onboarding a new hire cuz you mentioned that earlier? How is that different?
0: Well, it's different because you need they left your company with a reference point, like here's how it was. Well, you have to admit, you know, they've gone for at least a year, something has changed, right? So you need to bring them, you know, here's how it was when you left, here's how it is now. And a new hire of course would not need to know that reference, right? So No, a
1: new hire just needs to know where the bathroom is and What
0: exactly? Yeah. And then also to talk about um, the changes in personnel. So, so-and-so, Joe's moved over to marketing. Marketing has had a reorg, you know, really to go through the changes in the organization since they left because their frame of reference will be out of date. So, how, you know, they know how to get paid, file their expense report, but they may not know all the, where all the people are. So, it's really about people, if there are new processes, new technologies, Talking about it from their reference point to today is the key thing.
1: From a recruiting perspective, you need to look at your boomerang potentials as people who can grow. So you you don't want to try and get them into their old roles, but things in which they can grow. I found a survey that said actually 70% of employees say that job-related training and development opportunities or lack thereof is what impacted their decision to stay at their job. So if you're providing those... When you're providing growth, you keep your people. If not, you don't want a guy like me calling them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well and I think, too, that's, I mean, it's, I think it's always been true for the top 20 percentage, but now it's true. You said 70 percent? Yeah. Why? Because these people know that they can't count on your company to be, you know, you don't know. You're in a tech company. It may get bought. It may get under, go under. It may not go public. You have to make sure that you are current. There's a lot of coders out there who are, who've had to like level up their skills on their own dime because their companies didn't do it. You know, and now you're looking for a company to say, you know what we need to your job as an, as an employer is to make sure your employees are current level skilled, and particularly in technology that's changing so dramatically quickly that um, if, if a, if a, a top 20, anybody really thinks that the company isn't going to be, it's not going to be a good thing for me that to be at this company because they're so far behind the eight ball they're going to you know run for the door
1: exactly so if you're a business leader you need to focus on growth and training you need to make sure that you have your employees back and then you need to make sure you build trust and you do that through transparency communication and investment so key takeaways
0: key takeaways so the first thing is you got to, if you have a mindset that says you know these people are uh, dead to me then no you have to you are <laughs> shrinking your town pool and you're making your, your business harder to run versus easier to run. So first thing, you got to change your mindset. Two is everyone who leaves you can hurt you or help you. you. Do everything you can to help them help you, right? Exactly. Help you find new employees. Help you find, spread the word. Help you find a good partner. And help them. And Because help, it helps them too, right? Yeah. If, and just keep them informed. And then three, you've got to take the long view. You know, your business is going to be better, All the way around, if your employees are loyal to you, not because you pay them while they're working for you. That is actually not loyalty. That is a transaction, right? Boom. But because they want to. They're out there in the world. You are not paying them anymore, anymore, and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to call Rick. This could be a good idea for him. Oh, I'm going to have him do this. Oh, let me introduce him to this or or her. or call me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so if you every time someone leaves you, they can hurt you and help you. You're actually, if they're helping you, you're actually growing your footprint, not shrinking from it, just by losing a headcount.
1: Awesome. All right, so we're just about out of time for today's show. Lee, thanks so much for your time and investment today, and I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way for members of our community to reach you?
0: The best thing to do is go to my website, dot um, leecarahe careher dot com. L e e c a r a h e r dot com. And my emails there, my books are there, my my blog there, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at Lee Care Instagram Lee Care. Well.
1: And we'll have links to all that on our show notes as well. So I want to thank our Lindsay audience for tuning into this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team: our engineer Paul Roberts, our producers Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We need your feedback to bring you some more highly valuable content. And by the way, thanks for all the comments we have been getting from people because we're implementing a lot of. Uh, your ideas into the show. Join the Higher Power Radio community at higher, that's Hire. That's H I R E Power, P O W E R, radio, R A D I O.com. And uh, check out our website to figure out our career wounds, webinars, and workshops. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Angel Iskovich. He's the president of Inflexion. I'm Rick Gerard, your host, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio.